0: According to Callis, this is going to be a Friday Finley Follies. And I just want to let you know that I have so many different things that I could spend time on tonight. But I have decided that this is the last weekend before early voting that I was morally obligated to bring this to light. Now, as some of you may be aware, uh, the current incumbent for district clerk, um, is running for re-election. And then because the other elected officials at the county level had the audacity to question her work ethic or her ability to actually show up and do the job, her husband decided he would challenge the one guy that in the last two years actually stood up for all of us in the face of the COVID crazy. So, let us back up just a second. So, as you may recall, Lynn Finley won election, a special election, mind you, against Mr. Yoon Kim. And that was to replace Andrea, who I'm leaving her out of this, but let's just say she got a promotion. She became a judge. And her seat was vacated. And they they appointed Yoon Kim to finish it out. And there was a special election. And he didn't win. And in the last two years, there was at least a six-month span where the person that was elected to serve this office wasn't even in the state. Now, there are court records that prove this. So don't take my word for it. Do your own research. There are other complaints lodged against the way things were being run, particularly in her absence. Again, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Look it up. It's there. As somebody who doesn't believe in two separate rules, aka known as the rules for the and the rules for we, I believe in a fair level playing field, legally speaking for all individuals, both the boss and the employee. It is challenging for me to make sense at some of the rules and dictates put down in that department by an elected official who wasn't even present to require everybody else must be present and no accommodations were made, or at least inadequate accommodations were made, for people that have medical issues that would preclude them from being able to be in the office during the quote-unquote pandemic. Again, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. It's out there. It's available. There should be... No question in your mind when all the elected officials always, nah, always is too strong a word. All right. Most every time an elected official runs for re-election, if they're in good standing with their fellow elected officials, they will receive their endorsement. Either blatantly in your face endorsement or at least an oblique in casual reference To my knowledge, that has not occurred from any elected official on behalf of Lynn Finley. Now, you may recall the current revolt put out a, (laughs) I guess you would call it an article, after the last uh, debate that was done by the uh, RCCC. And while I won't be as rude (laughs) as the article was, it was extremely funny. the, The fact of the matter is, is there are some serious problems there. There are three qualified candidates running to replace her. My suggestion is, is you do your own research and pick the one that best suits you. The one that you think will do the best job. Perhaps the one that will actually show up to do their job. And while some of you may be rightfully concerned, while well, we have not a lawyer in that role now, do we? we might want to keep a lawyer in that role. We don't need a lawyer to do non-lawyer work. I'm just saying it's a record keeping job, managing record keeping for that matter. All three of the other candidates are more than capable of doing that. Again, pick your own. In this case, the devil you don't know is truly better than the devil you do, which then brings me on to the incumbent's husband so infuriated that anybody would dare question his wife or her work ethic or the fact that she really doesn't deserve to keep a job that she doesn't show up to do, decided to throw his hat in the ring against our own Chris Hill. Now, if there were anyone out there that I knew of that would have a problem with the performance that we've gotten out of our county judge, I would sure like for them to reach out to me. Hey, I've put my phone number out more than once. It's 214-405-1852. My email address is on this podcast. It's on my Facebook page. Send me information, indication of something that you're not happy with. Now, you know, there's Democrats. They're unhappy. You know, he protected personal freedom and all that. And he, you know, respected personal choices. Yeah, okay. That's probably not what I'm talking about. But if you can think of something legitimate complaint wise from say right of center, please forward that to me. And Josh Murray, you need not apply. Just saying, buddy, I've listened to your excuses and your problems. And honestly, none of them really hold water. I I don't know what you're thinking. And I kind of respected you. So I'm I'm at a loss, but be that as it may, we have an excellent commissioner's court. They're not perfect. Nobody said they were perfect. But it really is much, much better than any average commissioner's court. And our county judge is arguably the best county judge in all of Texas and perhaps our nation. And we got some disgruntled chump running against him. There I said it. Lee, just call it a day now, buddy. You're just embarrassing yourself. In other news... This last month, I went and spoke before the uh, city council. I apologize, not the city council. I was confused. The school board for McKinney ISD. And while I was there, we had a visit from Chairman Faust. And if you don't understand what that might be a reference to, I suggest you do a little history uh, investigation and separate both words to get an understanding of what I might be referencing. So the gentleman came in and he practiced a perfect example of what I call D-E-I, which stands for Diversion, Exclusion, and Inversion. Whereupon he came in and created a Diversion told everybody that everything that was happening at that school board, everything that was happening in the school district was the result of one man who had the audacity to stand up and question what was going on. And clearly, that one man is the source of everybody's problem. That's what you call a diversion. Secondarily, an exclusion. He declared in front of all of us there that this small minority of people, that this rabble-rouser crowd... They don't deserve, they're not worthy of your consideration as the school board. You need to just ignore these people. They're not really citizens. That's my words, not his. But excluding them from discourse, they're not understanding of that. And then he inverted it. He inverted the very thing that we had heard for decades, for centuries, that when you have a discourse, you must respect and you must allow people to question their people to stand up and oppose what is going on. Indeed, part of being a representative republic, an elected official, is you must protect the individual's liberty and rights. The minority must be protected. And I'm not talking about minority class, I'm talking about minority opinion, minority Mm. rights can they're they're very uh let's call it this way inclusive in different definitions but when you have a large group of people and you ignore a small group of people that is called mob rule that is not a republic that is not respectful of everybody's individual rights and remember the smallest minority is the individual So that when Chairman Faust is dismissing an entire group of people and then inverts it into saying that these people that have legitimate concerns that they're bringing in front of the school board to ask for redress, that there are the Nazis. They're not worthy of being heard. In fact, in many cases, those people wanted nothing of the sort. Those people had a legitimate concern, which they had followed the proper procedure. We are unhappy that you are making something available to our students. We would like certain safeguards or certain restrictions put on that. And no way, shape, or form did they say, let's burn these books. Let's ban these books. Let's do whatever with these books. Nobody wants that, least of all me. In fact, I would have nothing to do with anybody that told me they wanted to go ban and burn books. I'm sorry, not interested. Don't talk to me about that. Now, if you want to put sensible restrictions in, i.e., we don't need fifth graders picking up pornography in their school libraries, okay, I'm, I'm game. Let's talk about this. Let's see how we can make this happen. These are reasonable accommodations or requests whereupon the parents are seeking the redress from the school board. But as I have said on more than one occasion, if you are really concerned about your children, if you are really concerned about the next generation, you wouldn't have your kids in government schools. You wouldn't send your children to Rome and expect to get non-Romans coming back to you, to paraphrase Dr. Bacham. Ladies and gentlemen, whether it's bad elected officials that seek to convince you that they need a re-election, or whether it's bad elected officials showing up to single you out as being a problem. Both cases are a problem, and both cases need to be rebutted. We need to show up. We need to be in their face, metaphorically speaking, right? We're not going to throw punches. We're not going to start fights. we're, We're not looking for any violence. We're looking for proper redress. The First Amendment restricts the federal government for this behavior the state constitution offers similar protections and if you are following proper procedure you are no threat in fact you are carrying out your rights those elected officials serve as a privilege that we grant them and they are supposed to reflect us not the other way around. They're not supposed to dictate how we live our lives. Yet too many of them think that they do. Whether it's Chairman Faust or, well, you know, somebody on the school board. That leaves you with two options. Really three. One, you can find and recruit candidates to take them out in an election. Two, you can disengage leave the city, or leave the school district. And there's various ways you can do that. Or three, you can just ignore them and live your life. Now, the problem with number three is we've tried it. Ignoring them doesn't make them go away. You may not care about politics, but politics cares about you. And I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it to beat it through your skull. Case in point, going back to my first thing when you have an elected official that doesn't even bother to show up for work that is quote unquote serving from another state all in entirety of six months and that expects to be reelected to do the same job they didn't really do and they do it with pride and they shame you for questioning them I ask you what kind of world do we live in? Could that perhaps be just another example of DEI? Yes, diversion, exclusion, and inversion. Well, as far as I can tell, there was no exclusion. The diversion was there. Well, there was a pandemic. Well, there's there's that. There was this, and the inversion. Well, I'm already doing the job, and I'm a lawyer, and I'm more qualified. Well, no, 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 no. You have to actually go to the work. Go do your work. Show up, be invested to be quote qualified and to quote be doing the job. So I don't know what to tell you folks, but that's not what we got. So again, there's three other people running for district clerk. Pick your choice. All I can tell you is forget Finley, both her and her husband. They're not what Collin County needs. And with that, this was, according to Callus, this was, uh, Friday Finley Follies, and I will see you on the other side.